This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back. It's now with Dave Brown on AMI-tv. Get ready to tempt your taste buds. The Ramen Ramen Festival is coming back to Montreal. Community reporter Shiny Saravanamuthu can ladle out the details. Hey, good morning, Shiny. Love the pun. <laughs> I, I'm, doing, I'm doing what I can, Shiny. You're here to pour out this report, so to speak. Uh, Shiny, I know you love a food experience. Why is this one worth the trek? Because I think during this fall season, having warm soup, any kind of warm comfort food is the best. And I think them having this ramen festival uh, from October 9th to October 22nd is perfect as we're like slowly adjusting into this cold, cooler, I guess, weather compared to what we had of summer. I just think, you know, I I especially get lazy kind of to cook uh, dinner sometimes during this time because I'm cold. So having this option of like, throughout this month pretty much to be able to pick up ramen from different places and kind of just try it and kind of make it a a fun activity at the same time and just be lazy and not cook is great. (laughs) Shiny, I will confess to loving ramen, but also being a little bit of a ramen newbie, right? I'm I'm kind of basic. I'm just getting the basic stuff here. Oh, give me chicken ramen and soft noodles. Okay, ooh, udon noodles. (laughs) That sounds great. So I tend to keep things pretty simple and pretty basic. I'm a basic bro, Shiny. You know that. But what (laughs) what styles of ramen are on the radar here for this festival? Honestly, everyone has some different ones. It's and I'm glad because some restaurants actually have like their vegan option. I know everyone has dietary restrictions, like myself, and you know, obviously, some people not be able to eat pork, so they have different options, which is great. I know some people don't like too much vegetables or eggs in theirs, so it's really great because you're not stuck making like compromises and you can actually go and try the restaurants that you want to. What I also like is that they spread it out throughout the island of Montreal. So it's not like only in downtown or like, you know, Uh, so it's nice. So it kind of helps people try stuff closer to them and an excuse to go and try in other places as well. Mm -hmm. Like for me, like I live in the West Island, but there's a few downtown. So like on my lunch break, I'm probably going to go with my coworkers and go try one of the ones near our work. Like there's like two or three near my workplace. So, which is a great thing. So I think it's great. And I think, uh, now that we're hopefully clear of COVID, uh, we can actually go out and enjoy it. <laughs> shiny, come, shiny, come on now. Let's not let's not tempt the gods like that. Well, let's uh, let's 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 be a little more chill. Okay, so what's on your personal ramen radar, or like what's the ramen that you're gonna go for typically? Like, listen, shiny. Again, I'll go back to this basic bro thing. I yeah. will walk into Dollarama and buy myself like the twelve pack of Mister Noodle and be totally <laughs> like totally content. That said, I'll also walk into a high end Japanese restaurant and get myself. Some yeah. nice ramen as well yeah, but i'm just yeah. like give me the udon and the beef like let's go what about you yeah um i definitely like the one with like i like it spicy very spicy and i like it with the pork belly and uh some uh, spices and some veggies um one sometimes i do like a fried egg in there mm. depends it depends on my mood really to be honest um oh, man but yeah so I feel like, you know, with ramen, I feel like it really depends on the mood that you're in. And it's it's great because you can try so many different variations and get a different experience each time. So that's why I'm a huge fan of ramen. And like you said, even the, the cheap pack 
hits hits the spot sometimes. So. <laughs> I, I just, I got off a train on Monday night uh, from Montreal back to Toronto. And the first thing I did mm. when I got home was made myself a, a pot of instant ramen because uh, that's how I roll. And it was uh, yeah. totally delicious. And I didn't look bloated on camera at all the next day. Like not in the least. Uh, <laughs> well, at least uh, I used to eat them raw as a kid. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been there too. I've been there too. So as Shiny so, told you, no, uh, the festival is running uh, from now all the way till October the 22nd. Ramen, ramen, F-E-S.com, ramen, ramen, F-E-S.com for uh, more information. So, Shiny, once you've eaten a bunch of salty noodles, <laughs> maybe you want to wash it down with some wine. Le Grande Dugastation de Montréal kicks off mm -hmm. later next week. What's yeah. in store? I think this is cool because uh, I, everyone knows here, I'm obsessed with the holidays and having some great wine in the house for the holidays is a must. So this is a great way I find to go taste out some of the good new and like preferred wines and know what you want to serve at the holidays. And so basically uh, the entrance is $22 and you get a tasting glass and how it works for tasting it is that it's off of coupons. So uh, one coupon is a dollar and how much, a vendor is going to charge is up to them so they can charge three coupons for a tasting so you get three dollars for a tasting for a glass of wine and you kind of just hop around from each vendor and try out the different one by paying and you can use a smart app to pay or i believe you can actually buy like the tangible coupons once you're there um which is kind of cool because like sometimes we're we're luck reluctant to buy the same bottle of wine because that's what we're used to yeah. because we never adventure out Shiny. and you don't want to go like 100 yeah. percent. like you walk into yeah. the saq or the lcbo or alberta liquor or whatever province you're in mm -hmm. there are a million and seven options when you walk yeah. even even if you know what, even if you yeah. know what region you like or what style you like you could know everything in the world and there's still 10 or 15 bottles and you're like yeah uh wait what yeah, and like you're, and if it's like a twenty-five dollar bottle of wine or sixty, whatever the price, you, you're reluctant to be like, oh, do I want to try it out and waste it, or do I want to go for my regular bottle? So I think this is a great option to taste it and see if you actually like it, and then buy and keep it at home or for yourself or to entertain. So I think it's a great way for wine lovers to find out new wines that they can try, and you never know, someone might bring in a wine from out of country, and you might get to experience something in Montreal while it's from another country. So I think it's a great, great, uh, great event to go to. And uh, I'm excited. You know, I think I'm going to go on the Saturday. Oh, uh, nice. Friday. I think I'm going to go on the Saturday. Yeah. Nice. You know, Shiny, I think there's also a little bit of a disability angle to this. I, I, I've expressed this before and sort of been mm -hmm. met with uh, burrowed, uh, burrowed eyebrows uh, when I talk about this. Yeah. But sometimes learning the language of something, learning about different tastes of wine or types of wine, yeah. that's going to change your experience when you go into the store and you talk to an employee because now yeah. you're armed with language. And I, I know this isn't necessarily advocate per se yeah. but when you walk into the store you can't just read the back of the bottle if you're legally yeah. blind or you're blind yes, it's like 100%. it's not going to work but now you're going to know the language and questions that you want to ask an employee to glean more information exactly and i think when it's like a personalized experience with the vendor that's selling the specific wine they'll give you more information that maybe a sales associate in lcbo or saq might not know so you're more likely to learn a lot more 
about what you're about to purchase than if you were to walk into a store. Mm-hmm. La Grande Dégustation de Montréal runs October the 19th to the 21st. It's going to be taking part at the Grand Quay at 200 Rue de la Commune Ouest en Montréal. Again, Thursday the 19th till Saturday the 21st. And I'm just looking to see if there's a website here. I don't have the website listed, but we'll try to get some information up on the blog mm. after the show, ami.ca slash now. Hey, Shiny, thank you for this. Enjoy no a beautiful time of year in Montreal. Thank you, thank you. I'll talk to you guys soon. That is Shiny Saravanamuthu, community reporter in Montreal, Quebec, at Accessible Media on Twitter, at Accessible Media Inc. on Facebook. I don't know why I'm plugging <laughs> the social media points of contact. I wanted to shout out the blog one more time, ami.ca slash now. In 60 seconds, Amanda Shikarchi will have an entertainment report all about Mr. Dress Up. But first, a U.S. state is suing TikTok. Mike Dubusky tells you why in Tech Trends. Utah Attorney General Sean Reyes alleges TikTok's scrolling feed of videos amount to a cruel slot machine and that its algorithm creates a harmful addiction among younger users. TikTok designed and deploys an algorithm and features that spoon feed kids endless, highly curated content from which our children struggle to disengage. The lawsuit comes the same day the company adds some new features designed to direct its users to mental health resources, says TikTok's head of safety public policy, Lisa. When people are searching for certain topics in TikTok, they'll now be connected to trusted resources. Dr. Adam Borland is with the Cleveland Clinic, which partnered with TikTok. We want to make sure that they're getting the most accurate and safe information available. With Tech Trends, I'm Mike Dubosky, ABC News. Thank you very much, Mike. Amanda Shikarchi. A documentary about Mr. Dress Up caught your attention for today's entertainment segment. Definitely. It was very interesting. I watched it last night. Mr. Dress Up, The Magic of Mate Belief is a heartfelt documentary about Ernie Coombs' life. It discusses the impact Ernie Coombs had on young children through his character, Mr. Dress Up, as well as the popularity of the show over the years. So Amanda, you watched the documentary. What did you think about it? I thought it was extremely well done. What I enjoyed most about it is it discuss Ernie Coombs' life in a way that was very, like, relatable and heartfelt, but it also gave you the overview of what was going on in kids' programming at that time and some of the challenges that producers had to go through during this period. For example, they talked about the competition when Sesame Street came about and how that was very much a educational show and trying to teach kids things, whereas... Um, Mr. Dress Up was, yes, they had educational values within the show, but it was more of like a slower paced, heartfelt, easy show to digest. So I, I really liked the challenges. And I really liked that throughout the film, they sprinkled clips from the Mr. Dress Up so you can have context of what the show was like at the time. Oh, that's super, super cool. Do you think, based on what you saw, that the show could be successful today? I definitely think we need more characters like Mr. Dress Up today. I feel like it would be nice to have kids to have this easy place where they can go, where they just want to watch something fun. And I think also with the way that the consumption of kids' content is changing, like now lots of kids are going to YouTube to watch little clips like Coco Melon, for example. Or Bluey. I feel like 
Mr. Dressup can totally be adapted into a short form show that can catch the kids' attention in the mediums that they're going to today. Yeah, you might have to speed it up a little bit. You might have to make it a little brighter and a little louder just based on a way a way a lot of the kids' content is made today. But I still think you're right that a great character and engaging entertainment is always going to work. Something like Mr. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Rogers Navy.